Hello, beautiful queens, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, queens. I'm so excited to bring you Maggie today. An honest confession. I was stalking her Instagram to really find out what she does because I was watching her stories and loved her so much that I just connected with her and messaged her and was like, I got to have you on my podcast. I knew that she did with connecting um, with other people, uh, like connecting and creating clients and creating sales. And I just connected with her immediately. So Maggie, I am so happy that you're here. I love your energy already. I love the conversation that we were having. I'm so pumped. I feel like, honestly, I'm going to get a whole coaching session in this today with you from our conversation, but I'm going to let you have the floor for a bit and like introduce yourself and share what you truly do. So we really know, um, because I know there's women that are going to be like, oh my gosh, I need her in my life. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Leona. So, so much. I am so thankful that you popped into my DMs. Like there are times where I'm just like the universe just brings me the most perfect people. Um, and I'm so glad you just were not shy about it at all. And you were like, do you want to be on my podcast? And it was just so perfect. Um, so, so for everyone out there listening, my name is Maggie. I call myself your business bestie and your chaos to clarity coach. And what that really means is I help a lot of women navigate the chaos of business and shift into clarity. So I help them bring simplicity into their business. I help them bring um, more income into their business, just more strategy that feels really good for them. So a lot of coaches will kind of teach and mentor this kind of one size fits all. And that's not me. That's not what I'm about. Mm. Um, I've owned businesses for 16 years. So I've really kind of delved into a ton of different strategies, tried on a lot of different things, um, thrown a lot of things out the window, but just because they didn't work for me doesn't mean they won't work for you or my clients or, you know, whoever. So I really encourage people um, to really kind of tap in and like tap into themselves, right? So you're calming the inner chaos first and figure out, okay, what do I need to create calm, to create clarity within? And oftentimes that helps everything outside feel a little bit more clear and easy to navigate. And how that pertains to business, a lot of times it comes down to what, what simple things can you do in your business every day. And that's usually like one to five tasks in your business every day that will help you move forward, right? Will help you feel as though you're taking one step forward and you're making some of those moves, taking actions and not feeling stagnant in what you're doing. Yes. Oh my, oh, Yes. Wow. That was me <laughs> in the beginning when I started building my coaching because I was like so chaotic. I was all over the place, but something interesting that I learned about myself and 
I'm like, obviously, if I learned it about myself, other women do this and struggle with this. And I want to hear your insight is I was very chaotic. However, <clears throat> I would, I really, I come to realize like the, f the first year I was, I was chaotic, but it, but I also knew how to work in chaos because that's what I grew yep. up in. So it wasn't that I wasn't making things happen. But then when I began to realize that, oh, my structure isn't sustainable. So I began to rebuild pieces by pieces. Then I was like, oh, but if I make it this simple and I get this much clarity, like now I'm being seen. Like I realized I had a fear of being seen. Like, do you see this with yeah. the women that you work with? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had that same thing. Like, oh, business can be <laughs> this simple. And it was like, oh no. And it was kind <laughs> of like what, kind of like what we were talking about before we started recording, right? We were talking about kids and like making mm -hmm. mom friends and, you know, like being on the playground and, you know, looking across the playground and being like, oh, my kid is playing with that other kid and there's the kid's mom. And should I, should I go over and say hi? Like, oh, if I do that, I'm going to be seen. What if my hair is a mess? What if, what if they don't like what I'm wearing? What if like all this like yeah. judgment, like yes. starts to come up, like, and judgment that that other person might not even have, mm -hmm. right? Like you're kind of projecting it because your, your brain is trying to keep you safe yeah. essentially is what your brain's doing. Right. So it's giving you all these reasons of like, don't go do that. Might be a saber toothed tiger stay safe right like that's literally like on a like basic level what's happening and so when you kind of like push back against that a little bit and say no I think that is safe and I'm going to take a step forward and see like okay what if I do these simple things what if I go introduce myself and say hi my name's Maggie it looks like our kids are playing together I hope you're having a great day Right. And it can be that simple interaction. It's the same thing in business, right? Mm -hmm. When you can have those simple interactions and especially with social media, as big as it is, right? Everyone, most people are on social media, right? Like there isn't any harm in liking someone's content, you know, putting, putting a comment on something that resonates with you to say, Hey, this is great. I love your views thanks for posting this, right? You don't have yeah. to like be all spammy in the DMs right away, right? And in fact, right. I help a lot of women navigate how to like DM someone and not be like, hi, buy my thing, right? Where, <laughs> yeah. You know, they you can pop into someone's DM and say, thanks for posting what you're posting. I love what you're doing. Can we connect, right? And have it be more of a human interaction than that like bro marketer like oh I'm just gonna spam 100 people today do this and there's gotta be one person out there that wants my thing right so like bringing the human back into business oh that was so good wow that's so good of bringing the human back into business because it is like and like you and I were discussing prior, like, I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a bubbly person. You can, my kids even are like, gosh, mom, like, cause they would get frustrated. They'd say, well, we're not like you. You can just be plopped in anywhere and you just make friends and you just talk. And I'm like, yeah, because my brother taught me, bless his heart at a very young age. He looked at me and he goes, if you ever don't know what to talk about to somebody, just ask them about themselves. People love mm -hmm. talking about themselves. And so I was like, phew. So when I ever, whenever I did get nervous, I would just start asking people questions about themselves and then the conversation would flow. And that's what taught me to connect kind of wherever I go. But then when I was doing social media stuff, it was like a deer in the headlights. I was like, oh, 
And I couldn't understand why, and I still don't fully know. I know like somewhat is because our body and our nervous system does know like, okay, this is like you said, the brain is protecting itself of like, oh my gosh, um, this is, this feels unsafe. This is not familiar because, and so when you're working with women, what do you, what do you see as like one of the biggest ways that they can step into embodying the fact that, okay, I am here to make friends. I am here to connect with other women and actually own it, like not fear it so much like that. Yeah. So one of the things, something I tell my clients to do a lot is like, get really comfortable with self-trust, like trusting yourself (laughs) that, you know, you probably know people who you want to interact with. And, you know, it sounds wooey, it sounds crazy, but like when people are putting out content, like the energetics behind it, like if you're putting out frantic content, you're like, I just got to post five times a day because that's what so-and-so told me. And I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to post this thing. Like you can feel that. Right. And it probably won't get a ton of likes. It probably won't get a ton of like engagement, but if you are like really like you trust yourself when you're putting out content, whether that's like, you know, oh, I thought this meme was funny or, oh, I thought, you know, like this, this piece of information, this value-driven content or, you know, like things like that where your energy is kind of like clean or clear or like really you behind there, Mm. you're probably going to get a lot more like engagement, a lot more like interest in what it is you're talking about. Um, And that's something that, I've tested on myself, right? Because yeah. there was a while where I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna post content. It doesn't matter what it is. And it after a while, I was like, oh, this is not getting the engagement that I want. I wonder, I wonder if I would like sit down and let's like clear my mind prior to like creating the content. Like what happens? And mm-hmm. is, you know, and and in order for me to have some like measurable results right? Because our brain also wants that, right? Yeah. We, we mm-hmm. want measurable results, right? Something tangible. Mm-hmm. I started just kind of keeping track. I would keep track of like, oh, I posted this at, you know, 8am and by 5pm it had, had this much interaction. And I didn't really like give that a ton of like, like clout or like, let that be big, but I just let it know, you know, it's just one of those things where I was like, oh, I just want to know like what happens to this post, Right how much does, how many people is it reaching? And I found that when I could have that kind of clear energy and I wasn't like frantically just trying to post something for the sake of posting it, everything got so much more engagement and so much, so just so much more connection was happening that I was like, is something wrong? (laughs) Did I break, like, did I break the internet? Like what? I don't understand what's happening. Right. So, you know, like as I was seeing this happen, I thought like, Oh, wow. I wonder if I, I wonder if I can repeat this, right? Like if I did it with myself, cool. Can I teach someone else to do it? So I connected with a couple friends and I was like, okay, I need you to try this. Um, and they, at the time they were yoga friends, right? So I owned a yoga studio for quite a while. Um, and I connected with them and I was like, okay, I, I know you are like willing to sit in the woo with me, right? You're willing yeah. to like take some of that on. It's like, I need you to 
clear your energy and like do do something that good and then sit down and create content for your business. And they did. And they were like, what kind of magic did you just teach me? <laughs> okay, this is so, so I have this question that has been sitting in my brain for like the last two months. I have been driving myself crazy and I'm just going to be really real here now. And I want you like, uh, we're going to have a spot on coaching session right now. So, yeah. um, as I said, I've been shifting things in my business and I had brought on a girl. She's amazing. There's nothing to do with a girl to like create reels. I would write everything out and she would put it together. And like the last two months, I've been feeling like I need to bring it back to me and create them. And like, cause I feel like I have no attachment to like, it's, it's my, it's my writing. It's my, um, it's my content. Like I'll send videos, but I feel like it's unattached to like, I don't know. She posts it according to the algorithms and whatever, but it's like, sometimes she'll post something and I won't know until, you know, I get likes like, yeah, I sent the content. I picked out the stuff and I've been trying and I'm like, am I going crazy? Like, cause I feel like that is something that is actually important that I should be putting out. And I don't want to say should, because that's like, but that I would get to present, to give to, my social media platform. So what are your thoughts on that? So I have, a, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, I don't think that, I don't think it's necessarily wrong to be kind of detached from some of what we're putting out there, right? Mm -hmm. Because when you are attached to it, it tends to have like hold more meaning, right? And yeah. Not that, yes. you're, not that the content should be meaningless, but also like, can you, can you like come to this neutral space with your content where you're like, okay, I've done the things it's presented to the world. If it gets likes, great. Um, I'm excited. If it doesn't, then I know like, okay, maybe I'm going to shift something. Right. And like yeah. kind of have an action plan of like, if this doesn't get the engagement that I want, what can I do to shift things? Right. And it doesn't have to be, I think people get confused when, especially when they think about shifting or pivoting or you know like making a change people assume change has to be this big mm -hmm. like crazy thing and it really mm -hmm. it really doesn't right so for you in this instance maybe you try putting together one reel for yourself right to see like okay if I'm doing all of the work behind this right I've got the content I've got the you know the um post written everything I'm just going to throw it together and I'm going to see what happens mm -hmm. and, and post it and just, and like experiment, right? Don't be afraid to experiment in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you're getting better results, more favorable results, but also know what results you're looking for, right? A lot of right. people will, they're not getting the results they expected. And that's when a lot of people come to me, they're like, oh, I haven't, I have, haven't gotten any clients recently. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, right? And then we kind of start unpacking some of that. And, you know, it really comes down to like, okay, okay. They, a lot of people say, I've tried everything. Like, <laughs> you have to laugh at that one. <laughs> cool. Okay, right? And then, you know, we start getting into them like, okay, well, tell me what you've tried because I just want to hear straight from the horse's mouth. Tell me everything you've been doing. Right. And let me see if as you're talking, I can maybe there's a different angle we can look at this. Right. So as they start kind of unpacking all of that, 
you know, it kind of starts to come to light that, oh, they've tried posting and they've only tried posting once a week for the past six weeks and they've not gotten what they wanted. And, you know, so then it's like, okay, cool. Can we do maybe twice a week? Mm -hmm. Can you make two pieces of content per week? And let's bring a little bit more engagement to those pieces of content, right? And, you know, and obviously for everyone, it's a little bit different, but knowing like what you've done and knowing what you wanted to work, like, like what, what was your expected result from that thing you did? Mm-hmm. And what was the result you actually got? Once you know that, you can then start to make those shifts and changes. A lot of times it doesn't have to be big, major things. Yes. It can be little tiny things like, oh, okay. So maybe on a Tuesday at three o'clock in the afternoon, maybe your audience isn't super active then. Maybe they're more active at... 5 p.m. Who knows, right? So let's try shifting when you post. Let's try that first before you burn it all down, right? Like, because trust me, I've definitely been in that space where I'm like, oh, nothing is working. I'm just going to burn everything. Like, I feel seen. I need some shade here. (laughs) Uh, But it's true, right? Yeah. So many people. And I think, I think, well, obviously, like, I can speak as a woman, right? And as a mom, yeah. right? We go into this and we're like, okay, this is going to work. That's going to work. That's going to work. And then when one thing doesn't work, right? We're like, oh my gosh, burn it down. Nothing is working. Everything is wrong, right? Instead yeah. of like looking at the thing that's wrong and saying, okay, what can I, what is happening? What did I want to happen? And what do I think I can do to make that thing happen, right? Yeah. And really when it comes down to it, business is really it it's really about numbers. It's it's a numbers game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you think about like what do you want at the end of the day? You probably want to make money in your mm-hmm. business, right? So what activities in your business will generate income? And I know a lot of women think like, oh, I can't possibly think about like, I don't want to think about money. It's not about the money, (laughs) but it is at the end of the day, business is about making money. And I don't think there's anything to to be ashamed of in that, right? Like you are welcome to just as much wealth and money as I am, right? Like we, there, there is enough room at the table for all of us to be here and have what we need. And I think sometimes it's really easy to kind of like, oh, it's it's not about the money. It's <laughs> yeah. not about the money, right? But really it 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 is like how yeah. how much do you want to make? What's your monthly goals? Like how what are the action steps you can do to create those goals? Right. That yeah. those are all things that I help my clients <clears throat> think about, right? And when you can be really clear on that. Right. If you're trying to generate an extra $1,000 in your business or even an extra $100, right? Yeah. What, what is something you can do that is easily repeatable for you in order to generate that income? Right. And it doesn't have to be this big, crazy ordeal of a thing. It can be very simple steps. Yeah. Yes, it can. And that's where I'm at currently. It was so funny because I was having the conversation one day and, and I was like, you know, 
I just thought business was just like in the beginning, you know, it's like all over the place, chaotic, blah, 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 blah. And then I started healing my nervous system and so I had a coach. She's really helped me simplify it. And I was like, well, now I might just get bored my, in my, maybe now it's going to be too simple. And they were like, oh my gosh, Leon. And I was like, I know, I know my, my ADHD is just like, woo, up at the top. <laughs> and I, you know, and I think this is happening with a lot of women and they actually don't know it. They're being busy, quote unquote, busy, and they're doing a lot of things, but they're not, they're not bringing in the money that they want to bring in. And you brought mm -hmm. that up. You said, you said a few keywords that I feel like are connected that might be in women's subconscious that they're not even aware. Cause I know it definitely was in my, cause it was like the money. I was like, Oh, well, like, Oh, like, it's not about the money. Yes. It is about the money. Like yeah. <laughs> businesses. And, um, so do you see that women do struggle with trusting with inside of themselves that they know that it's right, but also to actually step in and own the fact that, Hey, I'm here to make money. This is my business. I get to trust what I am feeling on the inside to, to follow those nudges to, you know, connect with other, cause it's really what's on their heart. It's what they're desiring, mm -hmm. you know? And <clears throat> so when all of that comes up with those women, like when you see that, what do you say to those women to kind of like pull them in? So they, cause whatever we resist persists. Like if we say it's not about the money, then you're obviously not going to be making money for business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, you know, in respect to that, um, what, a, what happens a lot is it's easier to help other people fix their problems. Right. <laughs> right. And as a mom, like, I feel like it's ingrained in me to be like, oh, of course, let me help you fix your Lego tower that fell down. Let me help you fix this, right? Like yeah. we are fixers, we're doers, right? We we always like, we're there, right? But when it comes to being like there for ourselves, we are, it's so much easier to help someone else do it. Like, oh, here, come here, let me help you. But when we need it, right? When we need to like heal our own like inner child, like those inner wounds where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm afraid to be seen. I'm afraid to make money, right? Like yeah. what will people think if I'm successful? Like what is success, yeah. right? What does success mean to me? Like, is my partner going to be okay with this? Like, yeah. how do they feel? Like, will that change other people's views of me mm -hmm. when I step into this like new version of myself? Yeah. That is, oh, that is really, really good and insightful. And I think that's actually going to some of the women that are listening to this, they're going to have that moment of, ah, and I was asked like a year ago, I had somebody ask me, they're like, why are you holding yourself back? Are you afraid of failure? And I was like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I have failed so many times in my life that I've mastered. I can keep going around that circle. It's the success. It's the fear mm -hmm. of judgment. Like when I began to dig into it, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like this is oh my gosh. Like in my head, I wanted to be successful, but in my heart, I was like, I'm afraid of being judged. I'm afraid of being rejected. I'm afraid of like being seen. Like, like you said, how are people going to view me? And women, we are very community, community oriented. We are created to be in community, to be in connection. So there's like this crossfire that's happening of like, we're building business. We get to create connection and community. And, and I think that's why going to, when I was saying about me with my, um, 
with my posts and my reels, when I posted them and I, and I presented them, I had a lot more connection happening. And that's the one thing that I go for big time is like connecting with people. But, um, and I, and I see this in women. I, and I'm curious what you have to say. Do you feel like women oftentimes feel like they're on their own and doing business? Like they're, they almost feel isolated. Cause I know with some of my women, it's like you, they're like, Oh, I'm not alone. Like you pull them out kind of, it's what they're desiring. But like you said, again, on the playground, like, Ooh, I don't know. Like, is there a comparisonitis happening? Like what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of it stems down to like, how busy can we be? Right. Like, and you know, when I started my photography business in 2007, right? So 16, 17 years ago, um, like hustle was a thing, right? Yes. Side hustle was such a thing, right? Like boss, babe, and all that thing. And, And while like, it's good, but I think a lot of people got stuck in being busy in their business. And when you're busy that doesn't always mean things are getting done mm-hmm. right like you're busy you're busy creating content you're busy like on the back end you're busy you know like getting on coffee chats but you're not busy getting clients or busy connecting with clients right which then you're like holding yourself back from creating the financial piece that you want Mm-hmm. right because some part of you might be scared of that success right nervous about those judgments mm-hmm. that may or may not happen and quite honestly i've found that all of the judgments that i feared when i hit those different milestones in any of my businesses nobody noticed nobody mm-hmm. knew right yeah no, no one had a clue unless i told them those things right like mm-hmm. when i shot my 100th wedding i was like a hundred weddings. Ooh, I did it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, nobody knows. (laughs) Nobody knows. And like my fear of like, you're doing too much photo work was kind of eliminated then when I was like, wow, I shot and I shot like a hundred weddings in like, I want to say it was like five or six years. So it was not a very, like, I was very busy. I was a very busy wedding photographer for like a long time, right? So it was like 20 to 30 weddings per year. Oh my God. Yeah, it was so much work, right? But that was also in that season of like, how much work can I pack in and how much, you know, side hustling and look at me, I'm busy, right? And now, you know, over the last 10 years, my business and my, my own like thoughts and philosophies have shifted into this, like, I don't want to be working eight, 10, 12 hours a day. There will be times where I will have to put in more work. Yes. But that doesn't have to be the every day. And like I said before, what are the simple actions you can take every day? Right. So if you're going to use social media to like, connect with potential clients, how can you post something meaningful a few days a week, maybe every day, maybe not every day, but more importantly, how can you have conversations every day, right? Whether that is engaging on someone else's content in the form of more than just a like, right? Like, yes, 
like going and actually commenting on someone's content who you're like, oh, I really like you. I resonate with what you're saying. Um, you know, how can you engage? And then if it feels right or when it feels right to pop into their DMs and say, hey, thanks so much for posting that thing or thanks for commenting on my stuff. I appreciate you being here. I would love to know more about what you do. Like, tell me, like, like you said in the beginning, right? Like people like to talk about themselves. Yeah. So that's a really great way to open up a conversation to be like, I saw you engaged on my stuff. Thank you so much. I'd love to know more about you. Yes. Right. And that really starts to kind of bridge that gap of like, I'm posting all this content. It's, I think it's really good nobody's doing what I want. Like social media is social, right? Yeah. So if you're only posting content and you're not engaging the algorithm, right? The algorithm isn't going to yes. like you, right? Yes. The algorithm wants to like you, right? Mm -hmm. And the more you engage, the more your content will get pushed out to the people that you're engaging with. Yes. Yes. And that's a really powerful reminder to have that. And I know that's something that I get to work on too, because I'm the creator. I love like creating and putting this stuff out there. And then it's like, okay, Leona, got to go in and also engage, which I love doing once I start, you know, because right. it's so fun. Cause it's like, you never know what kind of conversation you're going to come into. It's just getting started with it. And so that brings me to, I never did ask you this question. I would love to hear, because you were saying you've been in business and all the things. What made you decide to do this business? Like you, the coaching Ooh, business that you yeah. have? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. So it's kind of, it's kind of a funny story. Good. <laughs> right. So in, in 2013, um, so in 2012, there was a yoga studio that opened in my area. And I sent them a message on Facebook. At the time, I was doing tons of photography. Um, I was just about to leave my corporate job. And I, I said, I would love to take photos of your business. Every business needs amazing photos. I take amazing photos. Um, so the, the ladies that owned the studio said, come in and take a class. And I was like, oh, yeah, yoga, stretching, right? <laughs> and um, was July in Wisconsin. And the studio was upstairs. And there was no air conditioning at the time. So it was like 95 degrees, right? And it was a power yoga class for anyone that has taken yoga. Um, power yoga is very like, and it was Baptiste power yoga. So like very much up, down, all around. Like I'd never taken yoga like that. So like walked into this class was like, oh yeah, just stretching. That's fine. Like by the time 60 minutes had passed, I was like, <laughs> I don't know what just happened, but I think I'll be back tomorrow. And I woke up the next day and I could hardly move because I was like, I feel like I got hit by a train. So I started going to a ton of yoga and these women ran a ton of different trainings. So I started, you know, taking some trainings. Um, and then the following year, they took a trip to Bali. They did a retreat to mm. Bali and they offered life coaching and they brought me along as the photographer, which was such an amazing experience. Um, and I got to sit in on all of this life coaching training. And as I as they were going through the training, I was like, I don't know what this witchcraft is, but I will never, I will never be a coach, right? And here I am eating my own words 10 years later, like I am a coach. Um, so fast forward a few years. 
I bought the yoga studio that I <clears throat> trained at, right? That I took that trip with. I bought that studio because the women decided they were going to move to Hawaii. So after I bought the studio, I expanded the studio. I started bringing on more classes, which meant I needed more teachers. And there were no teacher trainings in the area. So I created a teacher training and started bringing people through training so that I could have teachers. And as I, as I did that, I realized none of these people know how to run businesses. None of these women are being set up for success to run a business. They're spending all this money to get trained to teach yoga, to then be go out into the world. And they, they don't know how to approach a studio. They don't know how to like they, they don't know anything. They don't know how to do an invoice. They don't know how to like get people to come to class. None of it. So I started incorporating all that stuff into the teacher training. And in the yoga world, there's a bunch of different rules that you have to follow. And one of them is to not include much business in your yoga teacher training. And I definitely bucked that rule because I was like, no, I'm not. I don't feel comfortable sending people out into the world not knowing how to do basic business things, like how to keep a spreadsheet for your accountant, how to write an invoice, how to approach a studio, how to have like a workshop, a couple of classes under your belt, right? Like I want you to feel prepared. If you don't want to teach here, that's fine. But I want you to feel prepared when you do go and approach that other yoga studio. So you have something, a resume to bring yeah. to that studio and say, I have these things. I offer this kind of workshop. Would you be willing to host me? Right. Yeah. So that's really where business coaching like started to form for me was in 2016 when I created that teacher training and started including that. Um, and then in 2020, when all the pandemic stuff started happening, like I was like, okay, I got to close the studio. I'm, I'm done with the yoga studio. And I didn't really like know why, like all of a sudden it was just like, nope, I'm done. Like this thought was like, you're done. This time is over. I love yoga, but it's not, it's time to do something else. And that's really when I stepped into business coaching, despite what a lot of other coaches that I connected with said, like, don't be a business coach, don't be a business coach. And I'm like, but people don't, don't know how to run their business. They don't know the basic foundational things, the simple things you can set up for success so that you're not freaking out three years later going, this doesn't work. Yes. Yes. Cause that is, that is absolutely what happens when we don't have the basic foundations of it. And that's where I know for me, like I had said, I was doing all the different things and then I wanted to expand and I wanted to grow my business. And like, I had this revel while I was praying about it. I was like, God, why is my business not growing? And I literally felt God say, cause you're not set up, like you're not set up to, it, it won't sustain. And I mm -hmm. began to realize like all these simple, basic things that I needed to get in place to actually, so my business is successful. So it can, and you're right. A lot of, I find, <clears throat> I don't like know the whole realm of the business world of like business coaches, but I do know from different ones that I've talked, they, you won't actually get the basic needs that you need from them. So what you're teaching is really, really important for women to have, because like you said, we, there, there's been a shift. There was the hustle culture and now it's women are finding, they don't want to 
like none of us want to work all the time if we're being honest like right. we're, yeah. I think we're all burnt out from it really mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. coming home and being like okay how can we simplify this how can we make this that this can be you know, it can be repeated, it can hold the system, it can hold the clients. So we can show up as the best versions for our clients. And this can ripple. So do you have a lot of women that come to you that have like a vision, but they don't know where to start? Like they're like, ah, this is what I want to do. But I don't know what because I have a lot of those like, Mm -hmm. um, women and I went like this, because it's I feel like it's it's a noisy area where they're all like, yeah, yeah, I want to, but and I'm like, honestly, it's not that it's not that difficult. Like it really isn't. So, what advice do you give to those like those women that you interact with? Yeah, so I definitely have those people. I have a lot of people coming to me saying, "I started this business, it's not working. I think I want to quit." Right, and that somewhere like in there, but I have had people in that kind of like, well, I think I want to do this, but no, I want to do that, but I also like to do this, right? And I, mm-hmm. I take women through this exercise that gets into core values, right? And a mm-hmm. lot of people will talk about like their why, like why they're in business, and yes, having like that, like oh, I'm in business because I want like a better future for my family. That's great. But core values are like, what are your core values? Like, what do you need Mm -hmm. to feel sustainable? What do you need to feel safe, secure? Like what on that like subconscious level do you need? And how can you bring more of that in so that you have that so that your need, well, then it's much easier to go out and say, okay, this makes sense to do. I'm making this decision from a space where I'm not like crazy, right? I'm not in fight or flight. I'm in the rest and digest like Mm -hmm. comfort mode. And I can work from a place of, again, simplicity. And so for me, one of my core values is simplicity. Like Mm -hmm. how can I do things in a simple way? How can I show up simply? How can I, you know, like run my business so it doesn't feel like it has to be this crazy, like roller coaster funnel, thing right Right? because that's also like that's very prevalent in the coaching industry right now or these huge funnels and yes you can have them but no you don't need them right and I have a lot of people coming to me saying I think I'm just going to build a really cool funnel and I'm like ah but you really don't need that right now like what you need quite honestly what most coaches need is to have a conversation right with an ideal client and or an ideal person. So for me, I teach people about three different types of people they kind of want in their ecosystem, right? You want clients, Mm -hmm. you want referral partners and collaboration partners, right? Mm -hmm. And referral partners and collaboration partners can be one in the same person, but they don't have to be. So clients are obviously clients, right? They're going to pay you. Yeah. And referral partners are going to refer people to you, right? They're people that you can work good, you work well with. Sometimes your coaches and you coach similar things, but you know, like maybe you don't handle something that some people are coming to you, but you can say, oh, I have, I know someone yes, who does do this. I would like to refer you to this person, right? And then collaborative partners are people like, like what we're doing, right? Doing Mm -hmm. podcast swaps, doing lives, all that stuff where you can go and get in front of other people's communities 
and show off what you're doing. So when you start to work in that kind of trifecta of like, okay, I want to connect today with one ideal person and hopefully more, but right, like at a basic level, how can I connect with one person who seems like my ideal client? How can I connect with someone who is a good referral partner who, and I always go into that thinking like, how can I refer people to my audience from my audience to that person, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like giving that in hopes of reciprocation. And most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, most people who I approach on a referral kind of basis are willing to do like some sort of trade, right? Where it's like, oh, you want to refer people to me? I would love to refer people to you. How can I do that, right? How can we do that? Um, And then collaborations, quite honestly, similarly to how you just kind of popped into my inbox, that's how I love to do collaborations, right? Yeah. Where I'll connect with people and be like, hey, you seem like a really cool person. Sounds like we kind of vibe. Um, do you want to do a live? Do you want to be on my podcast? Do you want, right? Do you want to do these things together? Like, how can we swap information? And you're really growing so that the busyness is less like, oh, I'm just going to go over here and just pretend to create content all day. Right. Or I'm going to work on Canva and I'm going to perfect this, this thing that I'm going to post on Instagram. Um, right. You're kind of making that busyness work for you, right? You're turning the the busyness into a business. Ooh, that is so good. Turn the busyness into business. Woo. There's the mic drop all in itself. Bring the humanness back into business. You got all the sauce today. I'm telling you, it's so good. And I love how you were saying about lives. That's a good, because I've been pondering because like for 2024, my vision is really community and connection. Like that's really what I desire to do. And that's why I love my podcast because I love bringing women out because I'm like, I know that what I offer and what I serve, there are women out there that need what you have. And I love bringing women on. And so because I know that's what I did. I went down the podcast bunny rabbit trail and I would sometimes hear a guest and I was like, Oh my gosh, where are they at? I need to find them. And I connect with them. And I love to give women, bring women on and give them the platform to share what they do and shine and all the things. Cause like we, there needs to be a community of us women. We need, we need multiple people helping one another, connecting one another. So I love how you brought in about doing the lives. I haven't I did have a conversation with somebody else about doing a live and that is such a genius. And I've never heard that one before about the three. Like I've, it's always focused on the ideal client, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. doing, yeah, the collaborating, which I am doing with the podcasting, but in the referrals too, because I have done referrals because I'm very like, his one of my core values is integrity. And so if you come to me and I know, like, I don't think that I it's in my line of what it takes to, I will refer them over to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love that of also, you know, like having those conversation pieces of, well, you know, would you want to like refer? And I think that's important because as like, as the women are listening of these, there's multiple ways that we can build and we can work together with one another to help one another's business grow and flourish. Cause like you said, there's there's room for all of us at the right? table. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so you had also, when I was stalking your Instagram, you had <laughs> about asking questions. And mm-hmm. this is also something, do you see this? And I know I did this. I had to learn how to write down, like 
like I said, in person, I was great at asking questions, but on Instagram, I was like, question to ask. So for me, I learned to like actually write down questions as dumb as it may sound, but I had to, because for some odd reason I went blank with it, but that is a spot. I think a lot of women get caught up in. Do you, is that something that you see? Obviously, if you were talking about, what do you suggest to the women that are like, well, I don't really know how to have a conversation or where do I go to find questions, you know, to start the conversation? Cause you already gave several good examples on here, but <laughs> yeah, totally. So, I mean, honestly, like chat GPT can be a really great spot to go. Um, but I will also say with a caveat, like you need to put in quality, like input into chat GPT if you want quality output, right? So the prompts that you're using really matter when it comes to chat GPT, but an even easier thing to do is to literally go to Google and type in a question that you have about your business. And Google will give you, you know, it'll give you the answers. But if you scroll down a little bit, it'll also give you the people might also ask questions, mm -hmm. right? So if you're asking, like, I, I went to Google the other day. So I started creating a spreadsheet of what I want to talk about on my podcast for next year, right? So I went to Google and I was like, what is the one question that every coach asks? How do I get clients? That is literally what every coach asks. How do I get more clients? So I typed that in. And from that, I was able to like populate, I don't know, I think I have a list of like 30 different questions, right? Ranging from things like, I have it right here. So from like, how do I get more coaching clients? It went into why is it so hard to get coaching clients? How to be a successful coach? Um, what should my niche be? Is coaching profitable, right? So it got into all of these questions that I know people are typing into Google, mm -hmm. right? Because Google's spitting them back out to me. So for me, how can I answer these questions, right? So I'm showing my audience like, hey, here is a way you can connect with people who could be coaching clients of yours, right? Here's Here's how I did it. Here's how my clients did it. How are you going to do it? If you need help, here's how I help you. Here's how I help people get more coaching clients, right? So as you're creating content, keep in mind that SEO, right? Search engine optimization, although Instagram and Facebook are not in TikTok, like they're not searchable on Google, that doesn't mean you can't write a blog post about this stuff and then use that blog post and split that up into a couple different posts for your Instagram, right? To say, oh, I wrote about this on the blog this week. Here's a snippet of it. If you want to read more, click the link in my bio, right? Mm -hmm. And then you talk about that on your stories. Say, oh, this week on the blog or on the podcast, I talked about how to get more coaching clients in the next 90 days. If you want to listen to it, here's the link to the podcast. Everything is always in my link in my bio too, right? And just always reminding people like where to go, how to access your stuff. I know it feels redundant for you, for you to constantly show up and say, hey, the link is in my bio, right? Here's how you do this. But honestly, people need to hear it. Like, I don't know. I've heard answers of, of like how many times people need to hear things ranging from like three to like 30, right? But always being a reminder to say, oh, hey, here's this thing, right? I wrote this thing. If you're a coach and you want to know this about the coaching industry, 
here's my take on it, right? And your people will start to see that, right? And if you write a blog, if you have a podcast, a lot of that is searchable, right? So Google will start to pick up on that stuff. And, you know, so then when you type in the question to Google, how do I get more clients in the next 90 days? Your answer will start to pop up and it'll start to pull in. And that is kind of how you kind of start to create that ecosystem, but also having the conversations, right? So if you put hashtags on your stuff on Instagram, go to those hashtags, see who's posting under there. And maybe someone who has a similar audience to you will be posting something similar and you can say, oh, hey, I totally agree with you. Or, you know, no, respectfully, I disagree. I think this, what do you think, right? And start that conversation, so then people will see that conversation start to happen, right, on Instagram mm-hmm. or wherever. And, you know, people will go, oh, wow, who is this person? Yeah. Who is, you know, who is this Leona? Or who is this Maggie that's putting this answer here? I want to know more about them. They click over to your page. They, they start to see all your stuff and they start to binge your content, right? Oh, Essentially, yeah, been there, like, been. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? So, you know, like that whole ecosystem of like, Like, what is that, like, journey for those people to, like, land on your page? Like, that's important to take into consideration. Gee, that was so (laughs) good. My gosh, you like, I feel like you set all the women up today to start their own business (laughs) and go on the floor running. Like, you gave, Alvin, you gave so many nuggets. Thank you so much. That was so is so deep and so insane. it's it's like all the engineering behind the scenes that you don't like because I never I never looked at that that one that you just shared I'm just like you have given me and I knew like when we started talking, I was like yeah I, like I said I'm in for my my own coaching session today oh, I love it though guilty and, pleasure and, right but that you know for me as someone who you know like I've been in business for a long time I've been mm-hmm. in now three different industries. And at the end of the day, it's, it's all very similar. It's all rinse and repeat, right? Like at the end of the day, how can you have more conversations so that you make more money? Right. And like I said, in the beginning, if you're not not in it for the money, that's probably a lie, right? You're probably lying to yourself and it's okay to be in it for the money. Like I was sitting at a coffee shop yesterday and doing some work. And these two gentlemen came in, sat down and they started talking about business. And because I'm nosy, right. I turned oh, off yeah. the music and I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> um, and they were talking about some sort of like busing service for weddings. Right. And I was like, Ooh, so immediately my like interest is peaked because I'm like, I'm not a wedding photographer anymore, but I know a lot of local photographers. Right. So I'm like, Hmm. And they, immediately within five minutes of sitting down started talking financials yes immediately immediately they were like the one guy said okay next year the goal is a hundred thousand dollars which means we need you know this many we need this many people at this price point or we need that many at that price point do you think we can do that yes and I was like I got it I can stop being afraid to talk about money, right? And I know that, right? Like, Ooh, it's not that maybe I don't. Maybe we need to do a live on money. Right, yeah. But I think that's, you know, like that, it's very, very important. And that, that got me thinking like, well, why is it so easy for a guy 
why is it so easy for guys to talk about money? But it's so hard for women. Women yes. are like, oh, money. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I'd rather talk about my cycle, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about period. Let's talk about sex. Right? Let's talk yeah. about shopping. But yes. taboo. And you know, it's so funny because I have a girlfriend. Well, she's like a mentor. We're, I don't know. We're like two peas in a pod. But, anyways, we're always like, evolving and we drive each other crazy because we just work well and she has multiple businesses I'm multiply passionate <laughs> all these great things but anyways she works in corporate and she's switching corporate jobs right now and she's like you know she goes once I heard some of these men and their negotiation skills and she's like, they do not settle. They are not afraid to ask for what they want. And it, that's what it's going to be and leave it or take it. And she goes, but us women, we just, we gaslight ourselves. We're like, oh, I should just be so thankful for this job. And you know, oh, like it's okay. And I'm like, I did the same thing you did. I sat there and I was like, why, why, why are we so why do we hold ourselves so back and like manipulate ourselves into small beings of owning the fact of, yes, I get it that men are more known to be the providers, but that is something that we can totally embody as women, be unapologetic about owning it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we're always like, oh, well, you know, how do you want to help <laughs> And I know because I want to have a business because I want to help you about like, no, actually, I want to have a hundred thousand dollar business this year. And I want to help so many women, you know, X, Y, and Z and like have the whole structure. And I'm like, as we're talking about, yeah, there's, there's this whole thing here of, I have this business, but, and I might even have this, some of the structure, but what is your financial structure with it too? to create right. that flow. So you can flourish and you can create a bigger impact because mm -hmm. bigger money means bolder moves and means bigger impact. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could, I could literally talk all day about that. And I, that's something I help my clients do, right. We, we work through the core values, but then we also work through some of the financial stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like how can you set up your prices? And because the coaching industry is kind of like the wild west when it comes yeah. to prices, you know, and I feel like a lot of small businesses are, it's kind of like the wild west where you can, yeah. you have the ability to set your prices, whatever you want them to be. Right. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't take into consideration is like, okay, so for coaching, for example, for every one hour of coaching work, there's usually two to five hours of behind the scenes work yeah. right and that includes emails content you know everything being on Facebook sending all the things creating challenges doing this doing that right mm -hmm. coffee chats networking so how can you set your prices so that those behind the scenes or overhead hours are paid for right so when you're saying yeah I charge $500 for an hour of my coaching time Really, what that is doing is you're charging $100 for your hour of coaching, and then you have those $400 that cover the four hours of prep of pre and post, right? Yes. And that's something that's something I learned being a photographer, right? Because when I started photography, it was like, oh, 
example. Yeah. Okay. Like sure. $50 for a one hour session. Sure. Yes. Okay. I made $50, but then I would spend another like two or three hours editing the photos that were unpaid hours. And I was like, this is not going to work for me. I'm never going to leave corporate if I'm charging this much money. Yes. It's not sustainable. So I was, I had to, like, I was forced to, like, you know, like, I guess mm -hmm. I wasn't forced, but I had to learn it the hard way, right? And having a business coach is definitely, like, amplifies your business because, well, you get to learn all of the things that I did that didn't work that, like, okay, here's the laundry list of things that I've tried. Here's what happened when I tried them. What, what, what have you tried? And mm -hmm. how can we cherry pick a few things so you're not trying to be everywhere all at once how can we cherry pick a few things and really hone in on that set some like success markers of like here's what I want to happen here's what I'm going to do to make that happen and here are like measurable points to say okay if this is happening great if that's happening I need to I need to switch something yeah. and then business becomes so much simpler right yeah. it becomes so much easier to be like oh yeah it's $5,000 for three months of coaching with me. Yes, because you're getting all this stuff plus mm -hmm. access to my knowledge, right? So yes. Oh my it gosh. It makes, right? It, it like, it qualifies you in a so such a bigger way, right? Where you see mm -hmm. all those guy coaches and you're like, or even in corporate, right? Where you see yeah. all the guys, they're not afraid to back down. They're like, nope, I want this, this, this. Can you do it? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. And, and if it's a no, okay, great. It was great to know you. I'm going to be making my way to the next person. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like when I first started kind of coming across that, I'm like, man, those guys are like sharks, but yeah. also like, how can I do that and not feel so like razor sharp? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, how can I do that with like a kind and loving way that like only a woman, only a woman can bring right? yes. that kind of like feminine flow, yes. but still like hold strong to your values. Still hold strong to like, no, actually, you know, like these are my prices because I've been doing this for this long, because I have this much already invested in it in order for you to get to this same place that I'm at, you would have to pay, you know, like, I don't know, exorbitant amounts of money. So yeah. yes. I'm helping you, but more importantly, like when you look forward, if you're opting into this thing right now, what kind of ROI do you want to see, right? Yeah. What, what do you want for your future? And if you don't know, you're probably not going to get the results that you want because you, you're not sure. And you're just like, well, I don't know. I want to make more money, but like how much more mm -hmm. how can we set you up to do that? If you want more clients, great. How many more? Do you want one more per month? Do you want one more per year? What is that number? Because again, business is numbers. It's yeah. a numbers game. No matter what anyone wants it to be, it's a numbers game. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it definitely is. And it can be, I like how you keep saying about simple because it is so simple. And when you get, it's the main thing. And that's what you say is taking the chaos to clarity, because once you have clarity, then it makes it simple. And then you can hit the numbers in your business. And that's the very thing that we often are avoiding is because our brain has all the stories in it that it has in it. And so we're like, yeah, I'd like to make another 10,000 a month. Okay. That's great. You know, you want to make 10,000. Why do you want to make 10,000? What does that look like? What does, how do we need to break that down? 
And does, does your schedule even hold the capacity for you to make another 10 grand right now? Mm -hmm. You know, and then that requires change inside of us and removing some of that stuff. And that's oftentimes where we're like, oh, I mean, I, I like the idea of <laughs> the 10,000, but, but then when you break it down to simplicity, and you realize that you can actually make this simple and have the clarity and then move forward. And it's, I love, because it's the stuff that I discovered like this past half year where I was like, oh, oh, this is like, <laughs> oh, oh, you mean I don't have to be in chaos all the time. Um, uh -huh. And while I know, like I could just ramble forever with you, I'm like, I want to honor your time, but I'm also like, so what? where do the women find you and what do you have going on right now that they can obviously, I think, work on with you one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know if you're doing anything in group or whatever, but yeah, spill the beans and I'll also put <laughs> the notes in the, the show, put your links in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. So I would love to connect on Instagram. Um, you'll always find me at Maggie Lynn coaching. Um, and literally come and find me in the DMs. Send me a DM. I would love, love to connect with you. Um, there's tons of information on my feed, but I'm probably more often in my stories. Um, and quite honestly, sometimes I forget to post in my feed. Like I'll post the stuff in my stories where I talk about stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I should have probably posted that in the feed. And I'm like, no. I mean, you let us know in the bio that you're probably in your do. stories. I love yes. that. Yeah, I do. Yes. In my bio, it says probably in my stories, which is true. Like I love Instagram stories. Um, you can also find me on Facebook and I'll drop the link. And um, if you want, probably the best way to opt into something with me right now is going to be my mini course. And that is called viral conversations that convert. And it talks about a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, but it also talks about like creating again, simple content, right? Like engagement content, value content, offer content. Most coaches rarely post offer content. So people have no clue how to work with them. Um, and then as as far as coaching goes, I do have spots for one-on-one -on -one available and um, I am starting a group program and I think that's going to kick off in late January, early February. Um, at least that's kind of the anticipated trajectory right now is then. Um, and it's going to be a full year of support. So I'm super excited for that group program mm. because we're going to go through a lot of the foundation stuff. So a lot of the core values, setting up like financial stuff, right? Like what are your prices now? And where do you want to be? Like, what is that ideal target that you're shooting for? How can we kind of project that stuff without using all the boring like accounting terms, right? Because that's yeah. another thing for me. I'm like, I don't want to talk about KPIs. I want to talk about like, okay, what? will make this work. Like, what is the success point for you? Which is basically the same thing as a KPI, but I feel like it sounds better. Yes. Right. <laughs> so we're going through all kinds of, you know, things about your offer, core values, mindset stuff, um, and probably a few other things that I forgot, but I basically took my one-on-one -on -one program that was three months and I kind of just expanded it to be a year because I felt over this past year, the people who went through it had a lot of success, but they all said the same thing. I wish I had more time. 
right? I wish this was longer. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So let's try that model, right? Where yeah. it's like, what if I did extend the container to be a year? What if I did have that option? Like, what would that, what would that mean for me, right? Is it sustainable for me? What does the pricing structure look like? right? Like yeah. how does that, how does that affect my numbers at the end of the day? How many people do I want to come in? Do I want to have the doors open, closed for a certain amount of time, right? All that stuff. Um, so that was really kind of fun to walk through that. So the group program, like I said, will be available probably late January, early February. I'm super pumped for that. And I think I'm more excited for that because it will cross over into 2025 right? So you kind of have this like support from like, okay, you set these goals in January. And like, by the end of January, you probably fell off the wagon, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's okay that that happened. Like, but let, let me help you. Let me hold you in a container for the next 12 months so that you can see like, okay, what if I had support? What if I had accountability? coaching, mentoring, all this yes. stuff. What if I had that and now I'm crossing over into the new year, Ooh. right? Like what will that mean for you? Uh, that is so beautiful. That is such an empowered place to be because women really do need to be held, you know, is, mm -hmm. um, is because when we fall off that, that wagon, cause that's what we do. That's what I did for many years until the past few years, it's, you need that support of like, Hey, I'm here, like the accountability or like, what is going on? What is the subconscious? What are you fearing? What are the sunlight? Like, what are the blocks that you're feeling? And then to watch that transformation happen with them, like that's going to mm -hmm. be really, really fun for you. And so yeah. rewarding. It's like, you're in your purpose to see that happen. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I would highly recommend anybody who is Cause yeah, I don't do well when I am like, uh, yeah, I, I lose my path. <laughs> I'm not right. like <laughs> Yeah, I'm like the little ducky that's like, wait, oh, there's something shiny over here. <laughs> totally. Totally. And yeah. I think a lot of people experience that too. I know I did, right. Yeah. I was in a number of different, like three months coaching containers mm -hmm. and like, we just get going and then be like, oh, and now it's the end. And now it was like this abrupt cliff of like, yes. oh, all of my accountability is gone. But, but like, you know, what if, what if I extended that? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So beautiful. So I'll, I'll, we'll put the links all in the show notes and thank you so much for being here. And thank you honestly for all the wisdom and everything. Yeah. Like, I feel like you've literally set women up to, <laughs> to run in 2024. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.